I would like to begin today by just expressing my extreme gratitude for the help that I've received in uh, the production of this podcast. Um, the fact that I have people who care so deeply about me to to help me get through the uh, the difficulties of this place and to be able to express to people uh, the importance of living a life that is well-pleasing to the Lord um, is, is truly remarkable. And uh, I can't believe I'm sitting here in a prison cell right now and able to speak to everybody who has um, decided to download this podcast. I'm incredibly grateful um, for your listening ears and hopeful that you'll have a better life going forward because of the things that you hear. Uh, today I want to discuss the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Uh, I have great love for my fellow inmates, uh, a desire for a betterment of their futures, uh, better family lives, uh, better relationships with their children. And I recognize that those things happen through growth in the inner man, through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so I want to read from Galatians chapter 5 today and explain how the fruits, of the, the fruits of the Spirit express themselves in our lives. And what happens in the life of someone who doesn't have the Holy Spirit. So I want to start at Galatians uh, chapter 5 verse 13. For brothers, you were called to be free. Only do not let that freedom become an excuse for allowing your old nature to have its way. Instead, serve one another in love. For the whole of the Torah is summed up in this one sentence. Love your neighbor as yourself. But if you go on snapping at each other and tearing each other to pieces, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. What I am saying is this. Run your lives by the Spirit, then you will not do what your old nature wants. For the old nature wants what is contrary to the Spirit. And the Spirit wants what is contrary to the old nature. These oppose each other, so that you find yourselves unable to carry out your good intentions. But if you are led by the Spirit, then you are not in subjection to the system that results from perverting the Torah into legalism. And it is perfectly evident what the old nature does. It expresses itself in sexual immorality, impurity, and indecency, involvement with the occult and with drugs, in feuding, fighting, becoming jealous, and getting angry, in selfish ambition, factionalism, intrigue, and envy, in drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you now, as I have warned you before, those who do such things will have no share in the kingdom of God. So we see, before I continue on with verse 22, we see that the old nature is pervasive in society. This is the, the natural way for man to live his life. And it continues to stain us whether we receive the Holy Spirit or not. Um, these are fundamental principles of the guidance of our faith and uh, one of the places of the greatest level of old nature or I guess 
housekeeping would be inside of prison walls. Uh, but through the power of God, I've been able to communicate with my neighbors um, and many others in here, and I've seen a great transformation over the months that I've been in this pod. I've seen people's lives changed. And I want to encourage you that, you know, there isn't anything you can do personally that will solidify or guarantee uh, fruit in the lives of other people, but you can plant seeds and you can water them, but an individual's growth comes from God himself. And so we talk about the fruits of the spirit, not the fruits of Matthew Reynolds, not the fruits of any other individual, the fruits of the Holy Spirit, something that God provides. And that's where we uh, continue back on verse 22. But the fruit of the spirit is love. Now, all of these nine fruits of the Spirit that I'm going to list, they're all different aspects of love. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humility, self-control. Nothing in the Torah or law stands against such things. It's all good. There's no one who can stand against love. It is agape, self-sacrificial love. It is the love that is um, selfless and desirous of the good of others. There is joy. Now, our joy should be in the strength of the Lord and how he operates in our lives. And the salvation that we have in Christ Jesus it brings us great joy. That isn't happiness, per se. It's actually a power. And that joy in our lives directly relates to the Lord's joy. So how strongly we operate in our lives and how much we allow the Holy Spirit to operate through us gives the Lord joy. And the strength of the Lord that we see operational in our lives gives us joy. The peace, shalom, is integrity, it's wholeness, it's completion, it's being a whole person and having uh, that eternal security, the hope that is everlasting. The inner peace that a person gets is not external comfort of material uh, resources. There are plenty of people that are completely impoverished and yet they have peace. There are plenty of people that are in the midst of a war zone, and yet they have peace because they know. They know to the depth of their core that there is more than this life. There is patience. Patience is long-suffering. Patience is being able to put up with other people's drama and uh, deal with things in a mature fashion without um, reverting to that old nature of as it says in verse 15, if you go on snapping at each other and tearing each other to pieces, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. There's so much divisiveness in our culture and society these days. There's so much um, strife. And we, I mean, just to use the words of our own president, to use the words of 
Xi Jinping, and to use the words privately of Vladimir Putin, we are in World War Three. Uh, Lavrov, Zelensky, everybody's saying World War Three. Well, that's because that's what we're in. And so this strife and conflict could have been resolved through patience and growth in the inner man of the Holy Spirit. But we see that previously listed in verse 18, the Torah being perverted into legalism. So authoritarian governments cause themselves to set themselves or exalt themselves up as uh, the judge, jury, and executioner. They're all powerful in their nations, and so that kind of uh, attitude and behavior uh, has outflow into other sovereign nations. And we see the invasion of Ukraine and uh, China's upcoming invasion of Taiwan. Uh, most analysts believe it will happen sooner rather later. I believe it'll be within the next couple of years. The world is in great conflict. The world lacks patience. It also lacks kindness, directly related to the previous. And goodness. Goodness is godliness. There's only one that is good, and that's God. And love is defined as obedience to God's commandments, and his commandments aren't burdensome. To treat your neighbor with respect, to treat your neighbor with love, is to refrain from committing adultery with his wife. Uh, to treat your neighbor with love is to refrain from stealing from him. All of the laws of God are directly related to things conducive for a peaceful, civilized society. In fact, the whole of our civilized society is based around the word of God. It is only when humanism steps in and everything like this that causes humans to be viewed as tools instead of divine creations that uh, human rights are most heavily violated. Concentration camps are the result of humanism, uh, not the result of Christianity. We see faithfulness. Faithfulness is trust. Do we trust that the Lord's promises will be fulfilled? Do we trust that his hope is a surety? Do we trust when we pray for things that we have expectancy? For prayer without expectancy is disbelief in disguise. If you don't believe that you will receive the things you ask for, then your faithlessness will be manifest in the lack of your prayers being answered. And if you pray for things that are not faithful to the will of God and ask for things that are of uh, a more detrimental uh, nature, there will not be a positive answer for that either. Our faithfulness needs to be directly in line with God's will. We should desire peace for our fellow man. We should desire the growth of love. We should desire abundance, but not to the point of materialistic excess that results in obesity and all of the other different things that plague our society. Um, we should simply seek to follow the example of Jesus Christ, that which is good for our lives. And that leads us to the next fruit, which is humility. Humility is not weakness. 
It is simply understanding your relationship and your positional reality in respect to the Lord as the uh, omnipresent and omniscient and omnipotent creator of the universe. He is far larger than we are. I mean, the entire cosmos resides inside of him. Uh, we are nothing compared to him. Our earth is like a little speck. And what are we? We are the pinnacle of his creation and our complexity. And we are beautiful constructs, but we are nothing in relation to him. And so our humility resides in our willingness to be obedient to him and to recognize our own shortcomings, to recognize that exalting ourselves into the position of a dictator or making demands of other people is simply wrong. We are supposed to teach one another with humility. And when you teach someone with humility, it is not aggressive. Uh, I catch myself struggling sometimes with that as well. Uh, when you have the spirit of prophecy, it can be uh, very trying at times to deal with people who don't seem to have much focus on the events that are transpiring all around us. And it can be very difficult to communicate the good news to them and to express uh, things that are going to happen in the near term and explain to them uh, things that need to be done to avoid uh, difficulties in their lives. Some people don't want to hear it. Uh, and so patience must be exercised. Humility must be exercised. We have to One humble ourselves. Remaining. And lastly is self-control. Temperance. The Holy Spirit brings things into perspective. And we recognize our own shortcomings. And as we go through life, we slowly remove from our lives one detrimental thing after another, one sin after another. And it is my hope that as you walk on this stairway of sanctification towards a greater and more blessed life, that you will be a shining example to those around you and that you will live a life of love. I hope that this has been a beneficial message to you today. I love you very much. God bless you. Shalom.